0: This
1: is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.
0: Final segment here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Nate Klaus talking recruiting here. But before we get to that, the segment of the Husker Online Show, Nate, is brought to you by our friends at Kugler Vision.
1: Yeah, Kugler Vision still abiding by the uh, social distancing um, guidelines, but those uh, should be changing soon, and, and I, I can tell you from personal experience, uh, so happy that I got my vision corrected uh, by the by the staff at Kugler Vision, um, and if you're thinking about doing the same, I encourage you to go to kuglervision.com, take the, the free quiz there to see what type of uh, procedure is best for you, and uh, you can even set up a virtual uh, consultation with the doctors there, uh, and they will get you set up, so, so as soon as uh, things get back to normal, uh, you can hit the ground running. and and, and improve your vision in 2020.
0: All right, Nate. Well, it's been busy still for recruiting. Um, We're going to get to Patrick Payton's commitment on Friday um, here in a bit, but I want to get right more to the breaking news of the week. Uh, Keegan Johnson – Uh, Husker legacy son, a former Husker wide receiver, Cluster Johnson, who was one of the top receivers on the 1995 national championship team for quarterback Tommy Frazier. Um, His son commits to Iowa over Nebraska. Both teams offered virtually the same time. Nebraska offered one day before Iowa did. The Hawkeyes followed. Um, But just on the surface, I mean, this hurts Um, just because of, obviously, we talked about the optics of Noah Vedrill last week leaving the program, well, here's a legacy guy that you wanted, that you put effort into, and he's going to pick arguably your number one rival in Iowa.
1: Yeah, you know, I I think that uh, to me this hurts worse than losing Avante Dickerson to Minnesota, Uh, even though Avante is technically, you know, ranked higher or, or, you know, maybe a little bit more highly recruited uh, than Keegan. Uh, First and foremost, I think Keegan is a very good football player. Um, but you know, he's, he's a legacy and, and he's not only is he a legacy, uh, cause Nebraska's lost some legacies in the past, but, um, but he's a legacy that they recruited hard. Uh, they offered early, um you know they, they c- continued to recruit him it wasn't just uh you know and even during the coaching change you know when when it was it was initially Troy Walters that that um you know was recruiting him and that he built a relationship with and then obviously uh Lubick uh, re- replaced Troy Walters and um and really the recruitment if anything was ramped up uh, after Lubick arrived at, at Nebraska and, um so i mean it was not a situation where Nebraska didn't want him, or you know, or or was kind of offered, but not necessarily invested in the recruit recruitment of him. So, um, you know, it, it hurts. And you're right; the it's the optics of it all too uh, that that uh, uh, that I think you know kind of hurt the most. And um, you know, it gives Iowa another another jab at Nebraska, saying, "Hey, you know, uh, you know." Not even one of their legacies didn't even want to go there. You know why would you go there? Um, you know when when they're recruiting a handful of other targets in this class and beyond. So um, you know it's it's a tough pill to swallow, but uh, you know we we'll, <laughs> I guess you gotta you gotta do what you you have to do with recruitment recruiting and, and move on to the next.
0: Yeah, and Nebraska, they it's not like it was a lack of effort here. This this wasn't a situation like Harrison Phillips where. Nebraska followed up the major offers that came in. They were in at first when word got out last week on Wednesday that this was happening maybe a week later, which is Wednesday of this week. Uh, they, they got on the horn and they really tried to attack this and, and, and um, you know, jump in front of it. But I got the sense, Nate, it didn't matter. I, I part of me thinks that he knew he was probably going to go to Iowa for quite some time. And, i I had heard that maybe the Hawkeyes were a dream offer for him. Um, you get the sense that this was one of those things, no matter what Nebraska did or said this was going to be a hard one for them to get,
1: yeah, I think it I think it probably was. um you know and and I don't know. You know, regardless of who the coach was, hey, you know, I I, I get the feeling that um, you know Nebraska was was gonna was facing maybe a little bit of an uphill battle. Um, you know, with, with Keegan Johnson from from the get go, um, there was a stretch there where where I actually was feeling pretty confident about Nebraska's chances and. Um, you know, and I don't know if that was me misreading the situation or or if, you know, Nebraska had closed the gap or or maybe even moved ahead of Iowa at one point. Um, and then Iowa came back. I, I don't know, but um, you know, I, I think there's a couple of things in play here. Obviously, uh, Nebraska does not have a good track record with with uh, Keegan's older brothers uh, having not offered either one of them, and I'm not saying they should have or they shouldn't have or whatever. But uh, and those that, those offers were not made by previous staff, so I don't know if you can, uh, you know, hold Frost and this staff accountable for that, and I, I don't think you can. Um, but the other thing here is, is, uh, the wide receiver position, uh, at Nebraska has not been very stable. You've, you've seen a lot of wide receivers come into the program and leave the program, um, you know, over, over the last, what, four or five classes even. So, um, it's kind of been a revolving door there. And, and I think that Iowa used that against Nebraska and, uh, um, and and I know that the Hawkeyes also are, are telling their wide receiver recruits, "Hey, um, we've got everything in place on our offense except for uh, playmakers at the wide receiver position, and and they really and sold that's that where hard. you come in. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, that's why we need you. Is is you're you're the missing link, and so. Uh, and I know that they've really sold that hard, and so um, you know, because I know a lot of people that I've talked with, they're like, "Why Iowa? Why would any wide receiver, you know, feel like it, you know I, Iowa is a great opportunity there?" I mean, have, haven't uh, you know, haven't they looked at Nebraska's depth chart? They could they could come in and, and have an opportunity to play early at Nebraska, and uh, but I, I think Iowa's done a good job of selling that uh, that they need the playmakers there to to kind of um, get them over the hump.
0: In in other news, Nate, Nebraska did get a commit this week out of Miami. Patrick Payton, um, a high three-star, 5.73 star, so right on the border being a four-star, outside linebacker, pass rusher type. Um, He'll play for Miami Northwestern this year. He played at Miami Senior High um, a year ago. I've learned one thing about Miami high school football. There's a lot of shuffling of schools that goes around down there because Marcus Fleming, I think, went to three schools down there, um, and that's as part of the deal down there. But uh, a big-time pickup here. Out of the city of Miami,
1: it really is a big time pickup, and I mean, you talk about um, needs that Nebraska's football team uh, has, and, and a, getting a, a pass rusher has been a need for a very long time. And Patrick Payton certainly helps fill that that void. Uh, he's 6'5, 205 pounds, so he's a little light right now, but. Uh, he's got tremendous length and and ex- explosive uh, ability off the edge. I mean, he is a natural pass rusher. Uh, but I think what <clears throat> what really sets him apart is that he he has the ability to to cover to drop back in coverage. He, he covers like a like a defensive back. Um, you know, I mean, he he's he's got the opportunity to to you know develop into an extremely well-rounded. Uh, outside linebacker, not just a a pass rush specialist, which I think right now is obviously his forte. So, um, yeah, he he is a dynamic player uh, and another huge steal uh, out of Miami um, and kind of keeps that Miami-Northwestern pipeline going. I mean, Travis Fisher strikes again uh, because you're talking about a a player who, like you said, is on the cusp of four stars. I think he will eventually become a four-star prospect. Um, that had offers from Miami and Florida State and Florida. All the in-state schools wanted this kid. Uh, so it's not like Nebraska was able to to go into Miami and pick up the the scraps. I mean, they, they this, is did, front line this is a frontline guy, a frontline guy, and and he's a difference maker. And so, um, you know, at a, at that position, which Nebraska's defense really needs guys that can get after the quarterback, this is a huge pickup.
0: He's built a little like Randy Gregory, and you look at the frame yep. on this kid.
1: Yeah, that's the, one of the first things that that uh, I thought of when when I was watching the film is that. Uh, you know what, this is exactly what Randy Gregory looked like in high school. Maybe maybe just not quite as tall as Randy. Um, it's kind of hard to judge off the film, but I mean, they are very, very similar in the, in the way that they're built in high school um, and also in their ability. I'm not saying he's going to be Randy Gregory when, once he gets uh, to Lincoln. but Similar uh, tools. Very similar tools. I mean, he's like I said, he's a dynamic playmaker and a guy that, that I think has an opportunity to, uh, to, to really help Nebraska's defense down the road.
0: Well, lots to follow and keep track of here in recruiting, so make sure you stay logged on to huskeronline.com.